So welcome to Emerge. So glad you're here tonight. Um, how many of you guys have you ever been just like sitting around, sitting at home, and you've just been daydreaming? And you're sitting around and you think, you know, what if? What if? And, and like there's some what ifs in my life that I've thought before. Like what if um, I was a snake charmer? First of all, that is not going to happen. I do not like snakes. The only problem is that um, that's not going to happen because I hate snakes. Um, because to be a snake charmer, you have to actually touch snakes. Anybody like snakes in here? Weirdos, weird people in this room tonight. Um, so, but tonight I have a surprise for you since some of you guys like snakes. Would you guys bring those in? I'm totally kidding. We don't have snakes here tonight. Um I saw like everybody was going, like starting to squirm and uh, that almost worked. It almost worked. So, um, so uh, how about I have this other what if in my life. I sit around. I, I love, I still love playing sports, but I loved in high school. I, I thought, what if someday I play professional football? <laughs> You're laughing. Why? So, first of all, um, I'm five foot nothing, and, like, I'm small, and uh, I was just an okay high school athlete. need to tell you this, though. I did actually earn a small, teeny, tiny, little bitty scholarship to a tiny Division three school to play football and run track. Um, but I didn't accept it because I knew the realities of myself. And I knew it wasn't, I, I, I wasn't going to make a career at this. So, um, and the scholarship wasn't worth accepting um, because it wasn't that good. So um, I'm not like exactly athlete scholarship material or anything like that. But last one, last one. What if, and, and, and you guys may like this one. What if I won? You guys ever been sitting around and dream? Maybe you've dreamed about this. But what if I won American Idol? Or the voice. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, what if, what if, what if I became a hand model? No, my fingers are too short and chubby. That's not going to work. Um, what if I became a foot model? No, because I have hobbit feet. That's not going to work. Um, what if I, what if I had the opportunity to sing a power ballad with Beyonce at halftime at the Super Bowl? Yeah? Not a chance. There's not a chance. I'm not a part of the Illuminati. This is not happening. So, um, but what if? I'm excited about this one to be really, really cool. What if I became friends with J.J. Abrams, and I had a cameo role in the new Star Wars movie. Huh? I would even play uh, a Wookiee, like, or, or uh, no, 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 I'm not tall enough for that. I would play an Ewok, or I would get inside of R2-D2, or whatever it is. Like, if I had just a cameo role, like, what I would do for that, that would be awesome. So here's what I want to do. Let's take a moment, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a moment and tell the person next to you, like your what if statement, some of those things that maybe you've dreamed about, some something that you would love to do, a what if statement in your life. Just take a minute or two, one person next to you, tell them your what if statement. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of like this game. I kind of like this kind of little dream world, this little what if world, because you don't have to worry about reality, right? 
Like you can just dream it and it's yours. You can be whatever you want. And that just that word, those words, what if, can open all kinds of possibilities in your life. And I like this one. And, and this is kind of what we're talking about. But what if I didn't care what other people thought about me? I think that would be a huge one for so many of us in this room. That would be a really big deal for so many of us in this room. How would my life be different if I didn't care what other people thought about me? If I had self-confidence in who I am and in, in what I look like and who God created to me to be, my beliefs, my passions, my life's calling, how different would my life be if I didn't care what anybody thought of me? So I, I, I've got a theory tonight, and, and here it is. I think if you would be, a com- I, th- I think you would be a completely different person if you didn't really care what other people thought about you. I think every one of us in this room would be a completely different person. I mean, I mean think about it. Every day you do, we, most typically we do what we do because of other people. Like, for instance, like you wear clothes that other people think are cool. You, you, maybe you want the cool brands that help you fit in because you care about what other people think. Maybe, maybe you talk about shows that other people are watching. Or you go to movies that other people are seeing. Like, and here's the deal. You guys can't say straight out of Compton. Because, like, seriously, though, you guys don't even know what NWA is. And you don't want to know what NWA is. Don't go see that movie. And so, like, but you act a certain way because of what people think. Most times we act a certain way because we, we want people to think a certain way about us. You, you go to stuff. You go do things. You think about things. You do things. Like, honestly, a ton of what we do is because of what you think other people think you should do. So you might be familiar with the term peer pressure. You probably heard it a lot growing up. Maybe you even recently have heard it a lot, which is it's kind of the short in short, it's the expectation to do something because your friends are doing it. And while this isn't always a bad thing, tonight I want to talk to you um, through the story in the Bible about a guy. And, and I want to encourage you to live your life that, that will just kind of, that, that will last. That will answer that what if. What if you lived your life not caring what other people think? And so if you brought your Bible tonight... Um, go to the book of 1 Samuel 17. If you didn't, we will have the words on the screen for you tonight. So um, the, this passage of the Bible, it may be really familiar. Actually, if you didn't bring your Bible, it should be all in your notes right there that I, we gave you tonight. Um, it should be really familiar to most of us in this room, but I hope um, to read it together and find some ways to challenge you in a, in a new way. So you guys know it's the story of David and Goliath. How many of you guys love this story? How many of you guys like this is your favorite Bible story? Uh, how many it's like your second favorite? Or how many it's like up there pretty high? Okay, yeah, yeah. So it goes like this. 1 Samuel 17, starting with verse 4. You can follow along with me in your notes. It says this. <clears throat> then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet. 
and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was a heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed, weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him and carried a shield. Goliath stood, and he shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming? Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send a man who will fight me. Then Saul and the Israelites heard this, and they were terrified and deeply shaken. I've got a feeling that when the soldiers looked at each other, they were all waiting for someone else to stand up to Goliath. Like, I like that phrase. Um, I don't like it, but I've noticed that phrase that we read there. It's the part that said they were terrified and deeply shaken. I bet you guys would be too. A dude standing out there, nine foot tall, like a monster of a man, standing out there calling you out. I bet you would be terrified and deeply shaken as well. But what would it look like if I didn't care what other people thought about me? What if someone would stand up to this giant despite what everyone else thought? Someone did. You guys, a lot of you guys know the story. His name was David. And, and David was just a shepherd boy. Who was, he was actually just visiting his brothers who were in the army. But what he did is he stood alone and he stood up to the giant. So what if I didn't care what people thought about me? If I didn't care what people thought about me, I would stand for what I believe. If I didn't care what people thought about me, I would stand up for what I believe. See, David didn't like the fact that, that Goliath was defying God. In 1 Samuel seventeen twenty six, it said, David asked the soldier standing nearby, uh, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyways uh, that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? I, I like that line in there that he says, he says, what will a man get for killing this Philistine? It's like, I, I believe I can do this, but um, I'm not doing it for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, what will I get for killing this Philistine? And I like that second part of that too. And, and he's, it says, um, it basically, who does this pagan Philistine, who is he anyways? And, and like, it's like David saying, like, who does this guy think he is? What does he think he's doing? And you got to know, like, you've, you've heard David and how he's described. He's not a real big guy. He's actually probably a teenager like most of you guys. And he's there's this nine-foot-tall man. And he's saying, who does this guy think he is? Defying the armies of God. Who, do, who does he think he is? You've got a whole army of God's people, and, and they're hiding. And they're afraid. People of God. Who does he think he is that he's allowed to defy the armies? Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back to that person next to you that you talked to just a minute ago. And tell them tell them what you value or something that you would stand up for.
if I didn't care what people thought about me, I would not only I would not only stand for what I believe, but most likely I would stand alone. Here's the deal, back to our story, no one else would fight. The armies were just standing there scared, shaking. They wouldn't go out and face the giant, but David offers to go. Like he's like 10th grade kid, 135 pounds, like soaking wet, like probably not very big, probably not very tall. But David cared less about what was popular and more about what was right. He was willing to risk his life, even though everyone else there said he was crazy. Everyone else there was afraid. He was willing to stand alone. First Samuel 17, 32, it says this. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told, told Saul. I'll go and fight him. Imagine that confidence that he's got. Imagine that, that, that power of God that he's got inside of him. Everyone else, the, these military guys, these guys who fight for a living, were scared to face him. And then this little shepherd boy comes up and he says, don't worry about this Philistine. I'll go fight him. Students, sometimes in life you're going to have to make a choice. And the choice you may need to make may involve you standing alone. Just like David. To stand alone for your faith whenever other Christians around you will sit down. To stand alone when everyone else is afraid or weak or paralyzed because of the pressure, the peer pressure in your life. But David stood up to face the giant. And I hope you guys in this room will too when you're faced with these things. What if you stood alone? Would you still stand? If you were the only one standing, if other people around you bowed out and they quit and they gave up, would you still stand for what's right? David stood up to the giant when everyone else was afraid. And the, the crazy thing about David standing up to Goliath is the fact that, that logically, David was no match for Goliath. He was no match for him at all. Um, Goliath was bigger. He was skilled at killing like he was good at killing, um, and 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 he was bigger. And did I say bigger? Like he was bigger than him, big time. And I mean, if you looked at like their killing stats, Goliath would outnumber David like ten thousand to zero, because David never killed anyone or had been even in a sing, single battle. But on this day, David stood up to Goliath. Now. The giants in your life may not be huge men, warrior beasts like Goliath. But the battles in your life may carry the same weight. They may carry some of that same pressure. And, and they've, they've destroyed a lot of lives because nobody stood up to them. Maybe your giant is peer pressure and you're feeling the pressure to go further with your boyfriend or girlfriend than what you should. Maybe, maybe your giant is, is drugs. Maybe your giant is to steal or to lie or to cheat. What, maybe you have so many giants in your life, so many things in your life. Well, just like David, the first step to beating your giants is not to care what other people think and stand up to them. See, if I didn't care what anybody thought about me, I would stand tall. I, I know, that's hard for me to do. This is as tall as I get. But I would stand tall. Or maybe you should write this down in your notes. Um, I would stand strong. 
be a leader. Leaders know what they believe and they're willing to stand alone when they need to. Back to our scripture in 1 Samuel 17.33, it said, Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from, from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the anim- animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. He's pretty tough. I have done this to both lions and to bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. How awesome is this? Talking about standing strong in the face of the king. In the face of the king, David remembers God's strength. Trust me, if I truly lived like I didn't care what people thought about me, I would stand strong. To be filled with God's power and God's strength to stand against the giants that I face, I would stand strong. Because I know that this power and the spirit of God is inside me. You guys, every day in your life, you can stand strong as well. No matter what comes against you, no matter what battles you face, no matter what kind of people or things or whatever it is comes against you, you've got the spirit and the power of God inside of you. You can stand stand strong. Here's the cool part. Kind of spoiler alert. David kills Goliath. If you know the story, he takes down the giant with one stone. And then he chops his head off. And then the teenager leads the army to a huge victory. To some degree, this is one of the key moments that led to David eventually being, becoming the king over all of Israel. Let me tell you guys this. David, he didn't just, he didn't stop standing up. He stood tall and others began to follow him. He stood for what he believed and others began to follow him. He, he was the man of God that he was called to be and others began to follow him. And ultimately, he became king. And David, he had his fair share of problems. I can, you guys know that. You guys who know the story, he had his fair share of problems, to be sure. And, and, and he wasn't perfect. But I want you guys to look at this. I want you guys to see how God describes David. It's in Acts 13, 22. It says, God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. I don't know about you guys, but that's the description that I hope comes to fit you and I as we do our best to serve Jesus. I hope God can say that about us, about you and I. If he's, he looks in this room and he says, I found Mackenzie, this woman after my own heart. She'll do everything I ask her to do. I found Theo, a man after my own heart. He'll do everything 
I want him to do. I, I found Colton, a man after my own heart, and he'll do everything I want him to do. What would God say about you? If he was writing this about you, if, if he said, I found this person, and they're a person after my own heart, and they'll do everything that I want them to do. Could God say that about you? Could he say that about you? Because here's the thing. I don't know if you're going to end up, be, end up being an, an NFL quarterback or if you're going to be a high school janitor. I don't, I don't know what your, your story is going to be. But there are so many what ifs in our life. But I trust that you'll care a little bit less about what other people think and a little bit more about standing up for what you believe. A little bit more you'll care about what Jesus thinks about you and, and about standing alone if you need to and stand strong for Jesus. Think about this. Think about how Jesus stood alone. Think about how he stood alone for you and for me. He stood alone for us when he took the cross. He took all of our sins he took our sins and he took them to the cross, the crucifixion, the pain, the beating, the suffering, the punishment for us. The least we could do is stand for him. What if? What if, what if I don't care about what other people think about me? To be more like David, to be more like Jesus. That's, that's not a bad challenge for all of us. I want you guys to think about this and you may be thinking about the things that go on in your home or the things that go on in your school and, and think about how tough it is to stand up for Jesus. But I want to read you this scripture. It's Matthew nineteen twenty six. It says, with God, all things are possible. Because a lot of times we look at those situations in our lives, that, that pressure at school, maybe it's the drugs or the, the skipping classes or the... the other ways to get in trouble um, or, or maybe it's even at home or maybe it's with friends doing all kinds of other things that we think that's not possible. I, I, it's so tough to turn down all of these things and to turn. It's my best friend who's trying to get me to do this. If God's in your heart and if he's in, remember, look at the first part of that scripture. It says with God, all things are possible. Because we look at so many things and we're like, that's impossible. I can't do it. I can't do it because we're, we're doing it ourselves. We're doing it with, we're trying to do it with our own strength and with our own power. But if God's on the inside of us, and I, and I know you're like, oh, I've accepted Jesus. He's a, he's a part of my life. He's important. But are you growing in Jesus? Are you strengthening yourself in Christ? Are you growing in him? That way when those temptations and when those things come, that you can stand up. And you can say, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to participate in that. I, I can't. I've got to stop. I'm not going to do this. You can do that because it says, with God. You can't do it on your own. But with God, in your life, all things are possible. I want you to imagine with me what Emerge would look like if we all took that challenge to simply stand for Christ what this place would look like. This room would be packed from front to back with people. There would be standing room only if we lived how Christ called us to live. What if? 